0: Glad you guys are here today. Welcome to our series called "Who Do You Love?" Who do you love? And so I'm very, 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 very excited about this series. Um, if you're joining us for the very first time today, we want you to know we're glad you're here today. You're welcomed here. You're wanted here. And and we say at our church and we we exist to love all people at all times and all places. And and so this series kind of fits in really, really well with 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 what we talk about on a weekly basis or what we believe as a what God's called us to do at, as a church. Man, I hope you guys had a blast last week. I love football Sunday. That was so much fun and. I don't know if it's because I got to preach in a t-shirt or not, but I just, I felt comfortable last week, and so I love Football Sunday, and having a DJ Rue here last week was a, was a blast, and you can catch that um, that recap of last week's service online um, on, on our Facebook or, or on Instagram, but we're glad you guys are here today, and uh, I believe today's gonna be a special day for you. Every week when we come into this place, uh, we spend some time praying and asking God to do something incredible every single week, and what we believe about God is this. We believe that God is super creative. We believe that God doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to remake any ideas. He doesn't do anything anything the, the same. He can do something every single day differently and, and, and never ever run out of ideas to do something something different. So we want you to know that we believe God can do something great in your life today and we believe if you're joining us for the first time once want you to know your best days are ahead of you. You could have had a great 2017 but we believe your 2018 is going to be incredible and your 19 is going to be incredible. We see God doing incredible things in the life of our church in the life of people, we're in a season right now called Community Group Season, and we have people coming into homes, and and we see um, God doing things in homes. And there's something special about getting inside of a home and having some food and some Jesus and some people there where God can do incredible things. And so we've been excited about this season. We're only in uh, we're only in week two, and so if you're not in a community group, we'd love for you to jump into one. And We're having a blast, and uh, they shouldn't be this fun, um, but they are they are this fun. And so man, we kicked off the brand new the, the year with a, a new series called all things new, and that season was really, <clears throat> that that series was really all about all about you, getting you prepared um, for you and for your inner being and for, for your heart and for your soul and for your minds, getting you ready for the year, because we believe this, if you don't get ready for the year, the year will happen to you. If you don't get ready for the year, the year will happen to you, and you'll get to the end of 2018, and if you're not careful, you have the same kind of year that last year, you have the same exact this year, and so we talked about a new prayer, and we believe you ought to have a new prayer this year. And we have people coming to us saying, "Hey, we're praying big prayers this year, and you ought to, you ought to have a, a big prayer. I think you needed some new, a new prayer." you got to have a new, a new pace. Uh, uh, Clint talked about a new pace, and, and that's been a, a, a conversation Diane and I have been having recently about our pace and, and how we're going. We talk about pace determines how you finish. So you have to have a, you have to have a really, really good pace if you're going to do this thing we call life. And, and I, I learned this this week. I said this to, to Matt on Thursday night, that life does not slow down for you. Just nod your head if you agree with me that Life does not – wouldn't it be nice – if life slows down to you, I was talking to one of our friends last week. She said, Pray for me. And, and she's in the last three weeks of, of writing this book. And, and wouldn't you know it, one of her kids gets sick, and so she does the mom thing because you know that's that's the first ministry, your family's the first ministry, and so puts her puts her book on hold for a couple of days and, and jumps in and helps her helps her daughter and you know, go to the doctor with her. And I realized that you gotta have a you have to have a you gotta have a good pace. You have to have a you have to have a good pace. a so new pace, you gotta have some new people this year. Some of you guys, you're surrounding yourself by some by some really 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 good people, and the people around you, they're just they're picking you up. And um, this past week, we have two communi- two Bible studies that happen right here in this space on Thursday night. We have a group of ladies that meet in a room back here, and we have a group of uh, guys that meet down the hallway. And I see new faces coming in, and I, I get to I go to dine. I'm like, hey, how was the group? And she's like, oh, it's awesome. She's like, what happens in group stays in group. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, you know. And, and so she's like, man, we had a really really good time. And and I see some of you guys, you're surrounding yourself by some. By some new people, and having new people is important. And then it's important that you have a new perspective, a new perspective. And, you know, perspective, we said this a few weeks ago, but perspective doesn't change your situation, but it changes the way you see your situation. Perspective doesn't change your situation, but it changes the way you, you see, see your situation. So I, I think all those things are important. I, I hope that you have a great year, and this is a, this is a great year for you. But I want to talk to you today about who do you, who do you love. Over the next three weeks, I want to unpack the fact that I believe that God has called us as a community, as a church, I called you as an individual I, I believe he's called you to love your city. I just believe that with all my heart. I think you ought to love the city that you're in. My brother-in-law is here today and and he's a part of the, the dream team and, and he loves Orlando. The guy loves 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 Orlando. I saw um I saw Matt, I think it was Matt on Matt's uh, social media feed today and all, all my friends that are skiers/Canadians, they were very Winter Olympics, they were snapshot, uh, you know, screenshot the picture of the Canadian team. You got to love You gotta love where you live. You gotta love where you live. It's easy for us to love where we live. We live in Florida. You know what I'm saying? I I love when people post, oh man, the snow. And then I see someone post a comment in their feed sunny Florida at the lake at the beach, you know, at the pool. But it's, you gotta you gotta love where you live. I think God's called us to love where we live. And so we gotta love this city. This is the city we live in or the surrounding city. You gotta love and basically you gotta love everywhere you go. I believe God's called us to do that. And I also believe that God's called us to love our community. And their community are the people that are the closest to you. The people that are close to you, your family and your friends, I think you gotta love them and you gotta love them well and you gotta be the kind of person, you gotta love the people and you gotta love people the way you wanna be. You love them. So I believe you gotta love your family and your friends and I think you gotta love your church. I believe you gotta love your church. So over the next three weeks, I wanna unpack those things for you guys today and, and, and or this, over the next three weeks and I, hopefully it'll leave you changed, hopefully it'll leave you encouraged and hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll leave you being a better a better lover of people which I believe is the greatest commission that God has given us to love love people. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. It follows 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It talks about love and tells what love looks like, but here's what this Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. I, I love that, trans. I like that translation, but I love, I love the message translation of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 because it says this, uh, and I got this, uh, Derek gave me this message translation a long time ago, and we used to lead a ministry. He's like, you got to check out this translation. And I picked it up, and I opened it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, and it says this. Love like your life depends upon it, because it does. What an incredible, what a, what a, what a very uh, graphic and a very, very very poignant punch in the face. You know, we're called to love like our life depends upon it. And here's why I know that's important, because the Bible tells us in, in John chapter 13, verse 34, the Bible says this. So now I'm giving you a brand new commandment. I'm giving you this is fresh off the press. I'm gonna give you something brand new. Love each other. Love each other just as I have loved you, or just as Christ Jesus has, has loved you. You should love each other. We gotta be really, really love ought to be our highest goal because it's the greatest command. We gotta love each other the way that Christ loved us. It's impossible. It's a tall order, but it's it's the goal. It's, it's the goal. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 says, let it be your goal. It should be our goal to love everyone the same way that Christ, Christ loves us. And then it goes on further. It says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And venture, I, would, I would venture to guess that most of us in here today, being a follower of Jesus, you would call yourself, I want to be a disciple. I want to be a better follower of Jesus. And the Bible tells us the world will know. Your city will know, your community will know, your church will know. Everywhere you go, they'll know if you're a follower of Jesus by the way you love. I think that's important because I think some people think, uh, we, we landed uh, last week and finished War on Wall Street, and, and I, I don't go downtown a lot, but when I go downtown, I always see those guys with the, with the signs that it says, you know, this is the worst place in the world. If you're coming down here, you're going to hell. You know, it's, it's these things. I think some people think people will know we're Christian if we wear a Christian T-shirt. You know, I know a lot of people who aren't Christian <laughs> that wear a Christian T-shirt, you know, like, and this, or, or a positive, thing, positive shirt, and, and that's okay. But I think sometimes we think, if I have a shirt, shirt on that says, you know, you know, you know it's, I remember I, I've, I've got some crazy um, old school um, images in my head of, like, really, really tacky Christian T-shirts. Um, like, for example, I've seen Christians knock off Abercrombie and Fitch, and, and they would call it a breadcrumb and fish. I mean, just stupid, cheesy stuff. You remember that stuff you used to wear, Freddie, when you were a youth pastor? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You would never do that. Uh, and I did. And I, I remember when I was in summer camp one time, I saw that one, um, the, the Gatorade shirt. And if you have any of these shirts, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not mad at you, and I don't care. There's a guy coming. Uh, to, to, he comes to second service. He he's not coming today, so I can make fun of him. He he wears these shirts, and I, I'm not knocking him. I just it's just not it's not my style, you know. And um, I've seen the Gatorade one, and it wasn't it wasn't you know the Gatorade thing is you know thirst Gatorade is is it in you? And this one was like Holy Spirit. Is it in you? And so we think sometimes, well, I'm a Christian or I'm a disciple because I wear a T-shirt or because I, maybe because I post I post Christian, Christian, uh, Bible verses or maybe you have a Christian fish on the back of your car. There's all these reasons why that we think that we're a Christian. But the Bible says this, the world will know you're a follower. The world will know if you're a disciple by the way you love. And you know it's a tall order because it's hard to love some of the people that are in your city. It's hard to love people that are in your community, your family and friends. It's hard to love people in your family. Now, it's not hard for my family to love me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's hard to love people in your family. It's, sometimes I realize this. It's, sometimes it's the hardest to love the people that you're the closest with, you know, your husband, your wife. You know, it's because you know everything about them. There's no, there's no secrets. There's no secrets about them. And they, 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 they know it's hard to love your, maybe it's hard to love it's hard to love people for you. That's just not a thing that's in your wheelhouse. That's not your strength. Some people that is. But God tells us in his word, the greatest commandment is to love God, to love people. And the world will know if, we, if we're good at loving, if, if, if we're a disciple by the way we love. I, I wrote down this. I, w- I want you to know, and I believe this, our city is watching us to see if God is real. Our city is watching us to see if God is real. They're not... They don't know God is real. And so they're, trying to, they're watching people. I've said this a, long, a lot of times, and, and you've heard it before, but lost people don't read the Bible. They read the people who read the Bible. And so I want you to know our city is watching us to see if God is even real. People want to know if God is real. I have young pastors ask me all the time, or new, new pastors, man, what are people asking you? What are the theological questions that people are asking I'm like, they're not asking me theological questions. People are asking me, am I going to make it through life? Am I going to get through the hellacious experience I feel like I'm walking through? Am I going to make it through the valley? And people are asking number two or they're trying to figure out, is is God even real? Does God really exist? Or is this something that we just preach on Sunday mornings? Our city is watching us to see if God is real. And and throughout the course of time, there's been men and women who we like to use as our example. And the examples that we find are the examples that we see in Scripture of men and women who love their city well. And everywhere they went, they, they loved well. People knew that they were followers by the way that they by the way that they love. And so I want to unpack um, a a story today in in scripture of a few men who did this well, who who loved well. And everywhere they went, people knew they were disciples. They could just tell that they were doing something something significant. So if you have a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 17. If you don't have a Bible today, we want to give you one on the way out today. And if you don't want a free Bible, that's cool. But you can open up your, there's a free one on your phone. Um, it's called the Bible app. I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I said, bro, it intimidates me when your father-in-law comes to church. I said, it, I said, it just doesn't. He goes, he says, well, why? He's like so laid back. I'm like, because every, every time I'm talking, he's always looking down. He goes, oh, he brings his Bible app. He's checking to make sure you're telling the truth. <laughs> I said, man, keep him coming, kind of, you know. And you want to have a Bible because that's the only way you know if this is true or not. I joke about that, but it's true. We ought, to, we ought to have the Bible. Not only should we just have the Bible on Sunday morning, we ought to have the Bible Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday because we need the truth. We need the truth. It's the only thing that's going to guide us, and it's going to, re- it's going to direct us. And the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and, the God and, and God is in this Word. And if we want God to be inside of us, we have to read this Word. We have to, we have to dissect this Word. That's why we push community groups. They're so important. So Acts chapter 17, there's a group of men. That are that are doing this and 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 they're they're living out this what it means to be a disciple and uh, these guys are obviously this is this is in the aftermath Um, Acts is 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 a book about the Holy Spirit and this is the aftermath of the cross okay and I'm excited about our Easter about Easter but when Easter ends we're we're doing a series called Forty and it's the forty days that Jesus lived. Uh, what what Jesus did for the 40 days that he lived on earth after he rose again. We celebrate Easter and raising again. Well, he walks on the earth for 40 days and then he ascends up into heaven. So we're gonna unpack after Easter, those 40 days. But this is in the aftermath of the cross, okay? These guys that just saw Jesus die on the cross for our sins, they see him, um, they see him raise again or they're hearing rumors of him. And then Jesus says, hey guys, I want you to go out into all the world I want you to preach the gospel. I want you to teach people. Acts chapter one, verse eight, I want you to go out into all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And I want you to be on mission. I want you to go be on mission, which as a church, we want to be on mission. And our mission is to love people at all times and all places. And these guys are coming out of that and we pick up in their story right here in Acts chapter 17, verse 1. Paul and Silas then traveled through the towns of Amphipolis and Apollonia, and they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. And this is important. Um, Annie texted me this week, and she's like, have you read uh, First Thessalonians is so awesome. We find the churches that we read about later on after the book of Acts. These these churches that Paul would have started, or these disciples that would have been around, Paul would have started. Here we see some of the early days of that church right here in Acts chapter 17. He said so they going through this, and this is what have been a time when these when the church probably would have been birthing, or would have been some sort of um, some sort of ripple effect of of the cross. Verse two, as as was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service. He went to church, and for three. Sabbaths in a row he used the scriptures to reason with these people and so this wasn't this he's at the synagogue and these people knew about God and they had heard about God and he's there preaching in the synagogue okay talk about ruffling some feathers he's like hey I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna be like me walking into some other uh, some temple today or and say hey guys I want to unpack the the gospels with you and I want to share with you guys what the scripture has to say that would be really 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 weird for them he's there in the synagogue and he's preaching he's preaching the truth and mind you, this is Paul, who wasn't a believer. He gets knocked off his horse one day and raises up as a, as a follower of Jesus, okay? Gets poured into and discipled, and then he's out on mission. He doesn't know all the answers. He, had, he didn't go to Bible college, but he knows this. I'm not supposed to go out there. I'm supposed to go out there and teach, teach the word. So the very next verse, the Bible says this. Um, verse 3, he explained the prophecies, and he proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. Some of the Jews who listened were persuaded, and they joined Paul and Silas, along with many God-fearing Greek men and quite a few prominent women. I, 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 love, this, I love this verse, and we can spend a lot of time on this verse, but Paul's in there just sharing the Bible. He's just talking about what he learned. He's just talking about what God is doing in his life, and he's sharing, them. and, and you, know what he, you know what he's talking about? The Most of the time he's talking about the Bible, says that he's unpacking, Jesus says that he came and he died and he rose again. There's no one's gonna deny that in in this little theology lesson for you today that no one's gonna deny that Jesus came and he walked this earth. That's pretty clear. No one's gonna deny that. The problem that comes with Jesus is that he actually rose again. That's where things go a little bit sideways. That's when people are like, man, I just don't agree with that. Because how could he be that? Because you know why? Every other God that's ever, ever lived died and is in a tomb somewhere. And here we are, our, our, our faith, we're saying, hey, he's not in a tomb anymore. He, he rose again. He's not there anymore. He, he's, actually, he's actually alive. And so um, verse, um, verse 5, some, so a lot of people got saved. Men got saved. Women got saved. Lost people got saved. And it was an incredible experience there. He was doing his thing. And verse 5 says this. Some of the Jews were jealous, so they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot, start a riot, start a riot. Start a riot. They attacked, the home of, they attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out to the crowd. I want you to know this today. I think it's important for you. If you're going to do right, whenever you do right, the haters always show up. When you do right, the haters always, always, always show up. You know, for us to start a, to start a second service, I, I had some people come up to me, and I didn't think about the negativity, but I realized there were going to be some people eventually, like, they're going to come up to me and say, Hey, this city, this, this, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think this is, this is, this is going to work. Or when we came to Winter Garden, people said, hey, I just don't think a, another church is a, is a good idea. And I have a lot of people, if I realize this, the more I do right, the more I try to write, right, the more I have people come to me and saying, hey, I just don't think that's going to work. And they are always going to be that. And by the way, this is a freebie. If you ever have someone come to you and said, hey, uh, we were talking, or you know what they say, there's never a they. There's never ever a they, it's, it's what they said. It's, it's what that person wanted to tell you. And, and if they can't tell you they were, you shouldn't listen to them. But I think so many people and so many followers of Jesus and maybe people in general, we listen to the words of they, and we can never ever put our finger on who they actually are. And we shouldn't get caught up in that. So we get to this point in the story where it's getting a little bit thicker. They're preaching the gospel. Things are going well. People are getting saved. And then the haters show up. Verse 6 says this. <clears throat> they couldn't find them. It says, not finding them there. They dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead, and, and they took them before the before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world. These guys have been everywhere and they've made an impact. And I don't know about you today, but I want to everywhere I go, I want to make an impact. Everywhere I go, I, wanted, I want things to look different. I want, I want to be different. I don't want to be different for the sake of being different because I want people to like me. But I want to be different because I want people to know who God is. And so I want to be different. These guys are the people, the Bible says in another translation, these are the people that turn the world upside down. And I don't know about you, but I believe that God's not over yet. I, I believe that God's not done yet turning the world Uh, upside down. I believe that today that I I was getting a haircut yesterday and Stefan reminded me over and over again that the harvest is plenty, but there's only a few labors. There's only a few people out there that want to do what's right. And I believe there's a lot of people out there who need Jesus. They want to have their life changed. They want to have peace. They want to have the grace from God. They want to have it, but they're only going to get that if we're doing, if we're on mission. They're not going to find, I mean, there are some people that are going to go to a hotel uh, room this week maybe or some point in their life and they're going to open up that door and open up that drawer and they're going to open up that blue hardback Bible that says Giddings on the front of it. And there's a few people out there that they got saved by reading Romans or reading the red letters in the Bible that John 3.16 or they're going to watch the Super Bowl and see John 3.16 and, and Google John 3.16 and figure out there's a God who loves them. There are a few people lives life's going to be changed like that. I believe that. But I believe there's a lot more people that life's going to be changed because they bumped into you or me. They bumped into some people that were going to turn the world upside down. I don't want to make a dent in Winter Garden. I want to turn Winter Garden upside down. You've heard me say that a thousand times, but I want to be the church where there are more people in church than there are in Walmart on Sunday morning. I want there to be a reason. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day at, at the gym, and she said, I just find no value in going to church. And I said, Man, well, you got to come. I want to be a place. I want to be a community. I want to be, be a church. I'll be a, I want to be a community of people that say, Hey, there's something different inside of us. And his name is Jesus. People say, Man, I just got to come check it out. I just got to come find out what he's talking about because I need to know. I need to know if this is real or not. And it looks like it's real in him, and I want to be a part of it. So they're causing all kinds of problems. The Bible says that these people have caused trouble all the world. They shout it. And now they're here disturbing. Our city, too, if you have a Bible, I just circle this in, in, my, in, my, in my Bible right down there, but you got to circle the word city if you're okay with writing in, in your Bible. I grew up in a, in, a, in a church culture where you weren't allowed to write in your Bible, and, I, I, and, I, and that's just kind of the way, way I grew up. And now I'm like, I want to write it as much as I want. I want to highlight. I want to draw arrows into it. And if it's talking to me, I want to put, yeah, that's me, you know, or that's good. Or if it's for Diana, I want to be, that's for Diana, you know, I want to make sure that she gets it, you know. Like I believe with all my heart and all my soul and mind and my strength that God wants us to change this city. Because there are people out there that they want their life to be changed. They don't know what they need, but what they need is Jesus. Or they need a church to introduce them to Jesus. We never want to introduce people to Hope Church just for the sake of introducing them to Hope Church. We want to introduce them to Hope Church because we introduce them to Jesus. So I believe that the world is watching us because they want to know if God's real. Let me keep on reading. Verse 7 says this, And Jason has welcomed him into his home. They're all guilty of treason against Caesar. For they profess allegiance to another king named Jesus. And they knew there was no other name. He's the author. He's the, he's the maker. He's, he's our defender. All those things that we sing about who Jesus is. And I love that we get to come here. I love we get to sing those songs because we get to sing about who Jesus is and what he's done. My uh, my son yesterday has got this clipboard on. He's making a book, by the way. And um, if any of you guys want know any publishers, <laughs> I don't think that they're going to want the book right now it's it's really rough i mean i don't want to i don't want to speak negativity into the book it maybe down the road they'll want to get it but he's got about 10 sheets of paper and it's so thick the stapler won't even go through it you know and he's messed up a couple times and he said to me hey dad can you take this staple out of here and so we're riding to church yesterday to to set up um with our dream team all that you see here today and he says hey dad i need you to answer a question um answer this question right here and and i said what is it he goes um you know how 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 good is god why is god good And I said, son, how much time do you have? I said, he's good because he loves us. And I said, he's good because he gives us, you know, you know he's, he's a good father. And he's, he gives us good gifts. And he gives us peace. And he gives us, he's like, Dad, you're supposed to answer the question. <laughs> he wanted a short answer so he could write it out. With, you know, he wants to make sure he writes complete sentences. And I think sentences are overrated, you know. Um, only people who like sentences are people who don't have ADD. And so I'm like, man, just write, and I just like to run, just, I like to just throw phrases out there. Just go ahead and toss that out there. I like, to, I like to talk and write and tweet, you know, like just short, you know. I'm like, well, he's this and he's this. He's like, well, no, how am I going to write that down in my book? I'm like, you're gonna to have to ask your mom, you know? That's what you're gonna have to do because I can barely spell the things I'm telling you, you know? And so I believe that we have a God who is good and he is incredible. And the Bible says that, man, these guys know about the name Jesus. They're not mad. They're not complaining about church. They're complaining about Jesus. And here's what I want you to know, and I think it's important for us as a church. People don't dislike church. People don't dislike Jesus in our city. They dislike the church experience that they had. And I, realize, I believe this, that we could change their perception if we begin to live out this thing called love. If we live out this thing called the gospel, we live out this thing called the good news, if we live out what God's called us to live out, if we read these words and these words permeate in our life and we read them for transformation, not just for information, we can go out there into the world and people are going to say, man, you go to church? Man, you're a follower of Jesus? That looks different than what I've heard about. And I I think that's what God's called us to do, called us to love well. So they're mad about this guy named Jesus who we're mouthing love about. Verse 8 says, the people of the city as well as the city council um, they were thrown into turmoil by these reports. They were afraid. They lived in fear because here is a competitor to Caesar. So the officials forced Jason and the other believers to post bond and then they released them. They had no reason to hold them up. They're looking for Paul and Silas. And so I want to give you a couple things that I think are important for you today. If our city is watching us to see if God's will, I think there's a few things that, that you and I ought to do when we go places. There's a few, there's a few things that I think ought to be, be in our life and, and, and people see us. Um, and before I share those, those two things with you today, th- this past week I went to... Um, I went to Sam's, and the reason why I was going to Sam's is because I wanted to buy some stuff for one of our partners, Matthew's Hope, and their, 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 um, their, their supply, they, 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 they serviced the homeless people in our community. And so they were down on some items. So I went and got some items, and, and, and I bought some things, and, and I was there in Sam's, and my cart's full, and the guy's like, what are you doing? He goes, you must love Vienna sausage. <laughs> I'm like I don't. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people who love Vienna sausage, and if you do, I'm not judging you. But I just personally, I don't. I had some spam and I had I had dry ramen noodles. Everything they want. I had text uh, the, the guy that runs it, and and um, and I was like, well, what else do you get, need? And on Christmas, we brought them some dry socks, and and I'm thank God that the winter didn't last very long here because that's it gets tough. And I bought some cases of water, and I'm I'm loading up the thing, and I'm bringing it in there, and the guy goes, oh, what's all that for? And I said, oh, it's for an organization in our city. And I know this, I don't have to feed every homeless person in, in our, in our, in our community, but I know this, I'm going to help. I want to be a part of it. And so I'm buying that. And this guy says to me, um, this guy, he, and he has a whole, a whole, um, pallet full of, of what I found out to be was ribs. And so obviously I want to be friends with him because I want to be invited to the party. You know what I'm saying? And so he, um, the guy says to me, um, oh, that's awesome. I said, he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm getting ribs. I said, that's awesome. I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, I just started a restaurant in the city. I said, oh, what restaurant? You know, I want to be friends with every business owner. You know, that's how you get free food. And so I'm like, I'm like, man, what business do you start? He goes, oh, I started a little restaurant in in, um, in at the brewery called This Little Piggy. And I'm like, man, that's incredible. That that really is that was really incredible. So he comes out and I load my things up into my awesome looking red minivan because if you're joining us for the first time, I got four kids, so I'm loading up all my items into the thing. And I see him come pushing his pallet jacket and I pallet jacket and I knew this love would say, go help the guy. My schedule would say, get in the car, and go go do whatever it is that you're supposed to be going to do and get to where you're supposed to go. But love says, go and go go and make a difference in the city, go and, and help them. So what did I do? I, I did what I should do. What I'm about to tell you. I went over there and I helped this guy. And my mom shaking her head like, that's right. That's the way I taught you, young man. You know and. My mom's my biggest cheerleader. So I go and help the guy load up and end up exchanging phone numbers with him this week. And I'm exchanging the the phone numbers with him and I'm saying, hey, if you ever need anything, you're new in the city. If you need anything, let me know. And this past week, Lee and I went and, and, and got there and he's on some diet where he only eats meat. It's Pretty, it's kind of godly, but it's just you know, it's it's just meat, and I don't even know what else he eats. But all he ate was meat that day. All the sides, I kind of like slid to my side of the seat, and and he's eating this. And the guy, we meet the guy there, the owner is there, and he goes, "Hey, order these guys some some cheese fries also." And the cheese fries came out, When the cheese fries got out. Lee looked at them and scraped the meat off the top. I ate the fries and the cheese, and, and it was it was awesome, and it was incredible. I got done, and, and the guy came up to me. His name is Matt, and the owner goes, "Hey, I'm going to see you at church on Sunday." And our, here's what I realized, and I, I realized this this week, that I realized this guy wasn't gonna come to church because I told him I was a pastor. He wasn't gonna come to church because I invited him with an invite card. Why, that was important. Why, I think we all, we gotta invite everybody that we see, and I gave give him an invite card. He wasn't coming. He was came because he saw that I, that I actually loved him. I actually, because love will require you, to, require you to do things. So I wanna give you two things really, really, quick, and then we're gonna be done. I know some of you guys think thinking, whenever you say really, really quick, that means it's gonna take a long time. I think it's important. I think this, wherever you go, leave it better. Wherever you go, leave it better. You know, you you, you have the sign in your house, those of you guys, your mom's now. Some of you guys are like, Wes, can you go to the kids' church and can you teach them that same exact sermon? That would be awesome. Wherever you go, you ought to leave it better. We're going all over the place and we're doing all kinds of things in our community, but wherever you go, you ought to leave it better. If you see a piece of trash on the floor, you ought to, you got to pick it up. I believe everywhere you go, you got to leave it better. People ought to say, man, there's something different about that guy. And the difference is that some people go and they leave things worse than where, where they were. We went to Chipotle the other day, and, and I thought Dinah was cleaning up the, 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 the table, and, and clearly she wasn't. She was trying to go to where she had to go. She was going to Bible study, and she goes, hey, get over there and clean that trash up. And I'm like, man, that's really, really good. I appreciate that." I said, can you say clean, clean it up, please, you know? And, and she said, uh, no, get over there and clean it up. And so I'm just kidding. I went over there and clean up that trash because we want to leave places better we want to leave it better wherever we go we want to leave it we want to leave it better people are always watching you always watching you you've seen the, the Monsters, monsters always watching always watching wherever we go we got to leave it we got to leave it better i i i saw this quote audrey hepburn said this you have two hands one for helping yourself and the other for helping other people. We gotta leave places better. I love what, I, what Mother Teresa said: If you can't feed 100 people, then just feed one. We gotta leave it better. I I, I listen to.